You're listening to IUPR Bible Podcast with your host, the Apostle Reuben, teaching the people the Bible, podcasting out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Happy Sabbath, brothers and sisters. Happy Sabbath from your host, the Apostle Reuben. I'm hoping that we are ready to receive the word of God, which heals the mind. As it says in Psalms chapter 107, verse 20, I'm going to turn there. Psalms 107, verse 20 says, he sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Because believe it or not, brothers and sisters, sin will be the cause of our destruction. Brothers and sisters, in today's podcast episode, we're going to be discussing being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Now, many of us have heard Sunday, well, I, I should say so-called worshipers of God, the Sunday community talk about their, they are being washed or have been washed in the blood of the lamb now let's go to the book of revelation chapter 1 verse 5. their ministers will go here and read this to their congregation and they probably would couple this with two more scriptures and then there will be a lot of talking but let's go to the book of revelation chapter 1 verse 5 it says and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, I'm going to say this before I continue. The simple-minded will think that the blood of Christ has washed them from their sins. Even though they continue in sin, that the blood of Christ is going to wash away their past, present, and future sins. They don't have to change. They can continue to sin until they die. But that blood of Christ washes away all their sins. And they go to the grave believing. And this short podcast episode, brothers and sisters, because I have other podcast episodes that I'm going to come out with today, being the Sabbath day, being the holy day of the Lord, proven in the Bible in the book of Luke 6, verse 5, Matthew 12, verse 8, and Mark chapter 2, verse 28, where Christ says, the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. That's proof. You, you have many preachers want to, uh, that want to talk about Revelation chapter 1, verse 10, where John says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Spirit on the Lord's day, 
And that day just so happened to be the first day of the week, Sunday, without proof in the Bible. Christ spoke the words in three witnesses that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Again, Luke 6 and 5, Mark 2, 28, and Matthew 12 and 8. Christ says he's Lord even of the Sabbath. That is the Lord's day by proof. Well, let's talk. Let's get back to this being washed in the blood of the Lamb. Now, let's go to the second scripture. Revelation chapter 7, verse 14. And I'm going to go into a more detailed podcast about Revelation 7 verse 14 because there is a lot of meat on the bone brothers and sisters when it comes to these scriptures they must be interpreted with scriptures that is the witness anybody that does not interpret scripture with scripture gives you a private interpretation as it says in 1 Peter 1 and 20 of course, we when we uh, read First Peter four and eleven, Peter says, "If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God." Read that again. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. The oracles of God are the laws, the testimony of the Bible. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth. Now, some of these men don't have the ability to go precept on precept. They never learned that way. They went to these ministry schools and were taught socialism and integration first, and then they were given the scriptures that they were to teach. God in all things may be glorified, through Jesus Christ, to whom we praise and dominion forever and ever. So, when we speak, brothers and sisters, we must speak the oracles of God. And we're going to do this in this podcast episode. Revelation 7, 14 says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said, to me these are they which came out of great tribulation now again brothers and sisters in my last podcast episode i mentioned that the only nation that went through tribulation as proven in the bible are the 12 tribes i started with deuteronomy 4 verse 27 through 30. verse 30 operative verse saying that the children of Israel will be in tribulation. But for some reason, these ministers on Sunday agree with the beast by saying that all people are in tribulation. So no one's causing the tribulation. It's just that all people are in tribulation with no biblical proof. And have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So, this is the verse that Christians, well, these are the two verses that Sunday Christians use to say that they are cleansed in the blood of the Lamb, even though they keep 
man-made worships, they're cleansed in the blood of the Lamb. Now let's look at some more scripture. The book of First John. Let's explain this. Let's get down to it, brothers and sisters. Let's explain this. We're going to go to the book of John, First John. Not the book, not the book in the Gospels, the one of the uh, last books before Revelation. First John chapter one. We're going to read verse six down. It says this. First John one, verse six. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And do not the truth now words darkness truth if we say we have fellowship with christ and walk in darkness what is darkness proverbs again we got to show you proverbs chapter four proverbs chapter four verse 19. the way of the wicked the way of the wicked now before I continue on. I want to go to Psalms 104. I'm going to show you who the wicked are because the wicked are the opposite of the righteous. Psalms 104 verse 35 says this. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth. Let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise you the Lord. The wicked are the sinners. Sinners are the wicked. The transgressors of the law are wicked. They're the wicked. Proverbs 4.19, the way of the wicked, which is the sinner, is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble because they can't see. They're blind. They're blind because of sin. When we go to the book, of Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 1 verse 17 it says this and I will bring distress upon men and they shall walk like blind men because of because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh as dung. See what I'm reading to you with these precepts is what it means I told you, brothers and sisters, before Christ said in Matthew 18, verse 3, except ye become a child and be converted. You can't read words in a verse and do not know what the words in the verse mean. Darkness is sin. Sinners walk in darkness. Transgressors of the law walk in darkness. First John 3 and 4 says, Whosoever sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is transgression of the law. The churches have tried to remove sin because i'm going to tell you something brother sister when we go to romans 4, romans 4 verse 15 says this the book of romans chapter 4 verse 15 says because the law worketh wrath for where no law is there is no transgression see if they eliminate the law there can be no sin and the only thing that the preachers have to teach is their own rhetoric. 
Sin is transgression of the law. Let's continue reading. Let's go back to 1 John chapter 1, verse 7. Now, here is one of the key verses that's going to be in my short podcast episode. Watch this. 1 John 1, verse 7 says, But if we walk in the light, if we walk in the light, I'm going to read the verse and then I'm going to go back to interpret with scripture. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, talking about Christ, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ or the blood of the Messiah, the blood of Yahweh Shai, the blood of Yeshua, the way, any way you want to say it, his son cleanses us from all sin. It doesn't, if we, let's go back, if we walk in the light and have fellowship with one another, walk in the light. There is a stipulation to the cleansing. These pastors want you to think everything is free. There is nothing you have to do. That is a doctrine of devil. The Bible says, but if we walk in the light, what is the light? Psalms 119. These Sunday ministers are devils behind the pulpit. Let me show you what the light is. Psalms 119 verse 105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The law is the light. That is the light of God, the law. You would never know what the light is. If you were going up in a debate with a Sunday pastor, I guarantee you he will not show you what the light is according to the Bible. Y'all will just be arguing, but, but when you show him, watch this, Proverbs 6.23. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 23. It says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law is light and reproves of instruction are the way of life. The law is the light. That's why it says in the book of Isaiah, chapter 8, verse 20. To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, which is the law, it is because there is no light in them. There is no light in your pastors. They're pastors of darkness. Having members, especially women, because I've heard women mostly say they're washed in the blood of the Lamb more than men. Either way, my job is to save both men and women. I love both. And I'm showing you, the Bible says in 1 John 1 verse 7 again. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Christ is in the light. Christ is not in darkness. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth or washeth or purgeth us from all sins. Not the blood of Christ just doesn't cleanse us from sin. We must be walking in the light and having fellowship with one another. Then his blood cleanses us from all sins. 
Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. What is the object of Sunday church? They're admitting to themselves that they don't have sin. They think that their sins, past, present, and future, are covered in this blood. Verse 9 of 1 John chapter 1. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is sin. 1 John 5, 17, Romans 6, 13 says all unrighteousness is sin, transgression of the law. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, let's go to Proverbs. Chapter 28, verse 13. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. So not only do we confess them, we forsake them. We forsake transgressing, transgressing, God's laws. So what we what we understand so far, brothers and sisters, is we walk in the light as he is light. Let's get the book of John. The book of John, and then I'm going to go to Hebrews. The book of John, chapter 12, verse 35 says, Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you? He's talking about himself. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness, sin, come upon you. For he that walketh in sin knoweth whether knoweth not whether he goeth. That's Proverbs four verse nineteen. They stumble. Verse thirty six. While ye have the light, believe in the light, that ye may be children of the light. The light is the law. Where, how can, if, if, if the Sunday community doesn't keep the law, what are they children of? Darkness. Darkness. Darkness is opposite of the light. That's why Christ said this. Let's go forward to verse 46. I am come a light. This is John 12, verse 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in sin, darkness. If you believe on Christ, you do not abide in darkness. But look how many in the Sunday community think they believe in Christ. See, you must teach the Bible from beginning to end for the full understanding. And since they tried to say, that the old covenant, when they say, like I say, they say that the old testament is done away, they're talking about from Genesis to Malachi and the words. They have no effect on now. It was all fulfilled at the cross. That is a lie. You cannot do away with prophets that had the Holy Ghost. That's why it says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 32, 
for the spirit of the prophets are subject to the prophets. The apostles couldn't go on their own thoughts. They had to have the scriptures in order to understand. Let's go to the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10. And I'm going to show you something because, because we're talking about the blood of Christ. It says this, Hebrews 10, verse 10. By, which, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. We are sanctified. How are we sanctified? John chapter 17. John chapter 17, verse 19 says. We'll read John 17. Verse 17 through 19. It says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. The truth is the law. Psalms 119, verse 151. Psalms 119, verse 142. Malachi 2, verse 6. The law, even Isaiah 8 and 20. The truth is in the law. Romans 2, verse 20. Paul you, they can't deny that the truth is in the law when you read Romans 2 and 20. When you're sanctified in the truth, you're sanctified in the law. Verse 18. John 17, verse 18. As thou hast sent me all sent me into the world, even so I have also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. You cannot be sanctified in a lie. You can be sanctified in the truth. You Sunday Christians are sanctified in a lie? No, you can only be sanctified in the law. That's why it says in Isaiah, that's why it says in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 16, one verse, one verse. Isaiah 5, 16 says, but the Lord of hosts all, the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Judgment and righteousness is in the law. God himself is sanctified in his laws. Christ just said, sanctify them also in your truth. The Bible's redundant. You can't be sanctified in a lie. You're sanctified in the truth, which is the law. That's why first John. First John chapter two, first John two. First John two, verse 21 says, I have not written unto you because ye have not known the truth, which is the law, but because ye know it and that there is no lie in the truth. There is no Sunday Christian that can be sanctified in Christ, not without keeping the law. That is why Hebrews, we're going to go down to Hebrews 10, 26. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 26 says, For if we sin, transgress the law willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth. And each and every day, the knowledge of the law, the truth is coming out. 
and people are looking over it. Sunday preachers are fighting right now to try to hold their members, which are leaving the church by the tens and the hundreds. It ain't going to all be at once. It's a chip away, and they notice it. There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Who sacrifice? If we sin willfully after we know the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Christ's sacrifice availeth nothing to you Sunday keepers. But you're steady transgressing the law. That's why they make slick doctrines. For we are not under the law, but under grace. But brothers and sisters, go back and look at my podcast episode, Grace from Beginning to End. I show in that podcast episode that grace is not for continual sinners from beginning to end, from Noah all the way up to 1 Peter 5 and 5. You will never get that in the Sunday church. They will never give you that much. Can't get the money if, you, if they do that. So if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth Christ's sacrifice will not help you. Let's go back to Hebrews 10, 14, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. And what? The law, the truth. Hebrews 10, 27. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. The adversaries are the enemies of God. Adversaries is another word for enemy. So what, what is the enemy of God? Job 13, Job 13, verse 23. It says, Job is writing in the spirit. How many are mine iniquities and sins? That's what sins are, iniquities. Make me to know my transgression and my sin. Sin is transgression. That's what John gets us from. This is where John gets where sin is. He read this. They read the scriptures. Job 13, verse 24, Wherefore hidest thou thy face and holdest me as thine enemy? Your God's enemy if you are in transgression of his law. You're not his friend. You were his enemy. He was his enemy. That's why Christ said in John chapter 15, watch this. John chapter 15. Verse 14, ye are my friends if ye do whatsoever I command you. You become the friend of God when you keep the law, not when you're a sinner. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. No, there's no friend in Christ or God breaking the commandments. Verse 28. Hebrews 10, 28. Let me read verse 27 again. And I'm going to read verse 27 to 28. But a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries, the enemies of God, those that sin, the sinners, breaking his commandments. Verse 28. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Now, there are many pastors that try to say that the law of Moses 
And they do this. The, the Ten Commandments were first presented with Moses. No. When you read the book of Genesis, chapter, this is be, before Moses. Genesis 26, verse 5, says, Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandment and my statutes and my laws. Abraham kept it all. The Ten Commandments were in that. The Ten Commandments were before Moses. So Moses' law was what? What law did God give Moses? He gave him the Levitical priesthood. The Levitical priesthood involved sacrifice. That is what Matthew 8 and 4 was about. Let's go back. See, most preachers try to put it all together, but there were two covenants. Paul explained two covenants in Galatians 4, 23 down to 29. One was the covenant of the Ten Commandments. The other was the covenant of sacrifice, the priesthood. That was executed in reconciliation to the children of Israel before Christ. Stay tuned, brothers and sisters. I'll be back after the break. You're listening to IUPR Radio with your host, the Apostle Ruben. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Before the break, we were in Hebrews 10. Reading verse 28, Hebrews 10, 28. It says, he that despised, despised Moses' law died without mercy, without grace, under two or three witnesses. Now, let's look at this real quick because I... I'm running out of time, but I'm going to, I'm not going to leave you hanging, brothers and sisters. We're going to take a look at what that means. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 2. It says, If there be found among you within any of thy gates, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, man or woman, that hath brought wickedness in the sight of the Lord thy God, and transgressing his covenant, okay, transgressing his Ten Commandments. His Ten Commandments. One of the covenants. This is not talking about the covenant of Levi. This is talking about the Ten Commandments. Verse 3. I'm going to read verse 3 and 4. Then I'm going to drop down for sake of time. And have gone and served other gods, which are other rulers of the world. Because gods don't make themselves rulers of the earth make gods. I'm going to show you that. Exodus 22, real quick. I hope my time doesn't. Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 22, verse 28. I 
want you to understand this. Thou shall not revile the gods, nor curse the ruler of thy people. So the rulers of the people, like Moses and Aaron and the rulers of the tribes were gods with the little g, judges. That is what that means, judges of Israel. But when we go to the book of Psalms 96, verse 5, let's go to the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 5. It says, For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. See, nations make these idols and they worship them. And Israel, like for instance, today, Dare I say the Caucasian image of Christ is an idol. The cobblestone is an idol. Krishna, the eight-armed goddess with the eye, she's an idol. The totem pole, an idol. When you go to the island, when you go, if you go to places on these islands, they have fish, turtle. They worship these things. They make them. So Israel went to worship other images that nations made. This is what the, this is what that's talking about. And have gone and gone and served other gods and worship them. Either the sun or moon or anything, any of the hosts of heaven, which I have not commanded. Verse four, and it be told thee. And thou hast heard of it and inquired diligently and behold it to be true and a thing certain that such abominations, which are sins, Second Chronicles 36, 14, that tells you that, is not wrought in Israel. Let's drop down to verse, verse 6. Here's the operative verse, Hebrews 10, 28. At the mouth of two or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death but at the mouth of one witness he shall not be put to death it says this verse 7 the hands of the witnesses shall be first upon him to put him to death and afterwards the hands of all the people so thou shall put away evil, which is sin. Proverbs 13, verse 21 says, evil pursue sinners away from among you. So when we go back to Hebrews 10, 28, it says, he that despised Moses' law died without mercy under the hand of two or three witnesses. If you broke the Ten Commandments and there is, was no offering, you died. Man had the power to condemn. Verse 29, my last verse. I'm going to explain it. How much sore punishment? Suppose ye, how much sore? He's, he's comparing the law of Moses, listen up. He's showing you that if they died under Moses in Moses' time in the hand of two or three witnesses. Watch verse 29. How much sore punishment suppose ye shall be thought worthy 
who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified. He was the blood of the covenant, the blood of Christ, wherewith he was sanctified. Hebrews 10 verse 14 again, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. You were sanctified by truth, by law. That's why 1 John 1 and 7 says, if ye walk in the light and have fellowship with one another. If ye walk in the light, it's walking the law. You can't just get the blood of Christ ain't cleansing nothing without you walking in the law, without you being sanctified through the law. Hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the spirit of grace. Despite means insult or injury to the grace of God. Sunday preachers will not read this. You count the blood of Christ an unholy thing, a thing of sin. Let me, let me show you what unholy is. First Timothy. First Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 says, Knowing this, that the law is not made for the righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy, unholy and profane, for murderers, fathers of fathers, murderers of fathers, and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, which are sinners, bloodshed. The blood of Christ, if you continue in sin, verse 26, a fearful looking in verse 27, Paul saying, "Who he that despised Moses' law died in the hand of two or three witnesses, Deuteronomy 17, 3 and 4, 6 and 7. How much sore punishment? How much sore punishment? What is going to be the punishment of those that despise the, the covenant, the law and through the covenant, the blood of the covenant of Christ. The sore punishment. There is going to be a sore punishment. That's why the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 1 verse 8, in flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God, but obey that know not God. Second Thessalonians 1, 1 verse 8. In flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction. That's the sore punishment. You're not going to die by the hands of man as they did in Moses' time. God's going to get you in the lake of fire You're going down because you counted that blood that you said you're cleansed by and the unholy thing because you continue in sin you continue transgressing the law thinking you are covered or cleansed by the blood and eh, that's wrong no you cannot continue sinning keeping easter christmas sunday birthdays holidays that 
are not biblical and think you're washed in the blood of Christ. No, you're counting the blood of the covenant of Christ an unholy thing. And you're doing despite which is injury to the spirit of grace. That's what these preachers have you doing. The punishment, sore. Pun Paul says, and well, many scholars think that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. I happen to agree. Hebrews 10 29 of a much sore punishment, not reward, punishment. Suppose ye that be thought worthy of what? Death. Who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified? See, God, Christ did not shed his blood for sinners or, or continual sin. He shed his blood because we were yet sinners. Let me show you that. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to go. I'm going to show you the scripture. I'm not going to give you my own. Watch this. Romans chapter five. I'm going where they're going to go to try to deceive. I, 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 I know the game. Romans chapter five. Verse nine says much more than being now justified by the blood. We are saved from wrath through him justified by his blood. See, before Christ came, we could never be justified by the blood of a bull and a goat. That never justified us. The children of Israel I'm speaking of. Verse 10 real quick. For if when we were enemies, enemies were sinners in transgression. We just read that in Job 13, 23 a while ago. We were reconciled to God, how were they reconciled? Second Chronicles 29, 23 to 24. They were reconciled through sacrifice of the blood of bulls and goats. Second Chronicles 29, 23, 24. Go back and read that. This is before Christ. To God, by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Watch this. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received atonement. Because atonement before was in the blood of bulls and goats given to Israel, not all nations. Christ's blood, Christ's blood atones for our sins now. It atones for the sins of the children of Israel because they were the only ones that were given the law of atonement in the first place. Not Gentiles, Israel. People think when he says Romans, he's not talking to the Jews in Rome. No, Acts 18 verse 2, the Jews were in Rome. Just start reading from Romans 2 verse 17 down. He's talking to Jews in Rome. These Sunday preachers are integrating lies into the Bible. The blood of the covenant. People trodden underfoot with continual sin. You're continually transgressing God's laws, thinking that you are going to be covered in or cleansed 
or purged in the blood of Christ. No. You're not going to be washed. You are not washed in the blood of the Lamb except ye keep the commandments. Brothers and sisters, punishment is set for those who break the law. But if you keep the law, as 1 John 1 and 7 says, if ye walk in the light and have fellowship with one another, the blood of Christ cleanses. Which means these that continue breaking the law, the ministers have taught these people, and these people believe in the minister, not the word. And the grace God gave, they continue in sin, and they do despite unto the spirit of grace, which was given to Israel in Zechariah 12, verse 10. Go back and read it, Zechariah 12 and 10. Zechariah 12 and 10. See, this is why many ministers are going to politicians, talking about, hey, man, we can't do anything against these guys. When you're washed in the blood of the Lamb, you must be sanctified through truth. God, the sanctification only comes through truth. His truth is the law. Then in that, when you're sanctified, keeping the commandments of God, now the blood of Christ has washed you from your sins. And with that, all praises brothers and sisters. I am your host, the Apostle Ruben.